For weeks now, I have been in a series that I've called A Christmas Touch. We've all experienced and heard over the years um, that there's something so special about Christmas and that it touches people. Three weeks ago, I talked about a Chris, that Christmas is a time to touch our neighbors, and we talked about uh, making room for others as we looked at the story of Joseph and Mary coming to the inn to, as she was great with child and being told there was no room for her. And how we need to, especially at this time of year, make room for those people in our lives who probably hear that way too often, especially at this time, that there's no room for you. Then two weeks ago, I talked about Christmas as a time for touching the forgotten or those that are just overlooked. And we looked at the shepherds as they received the greatest announcement in human history that now born this day in the city of David was a savior in Christ the Lord. But they were an overlooked group of people, shepherds. And we talked about letting God use us to touch others who might be overlooked at this time. And then last week, I talked about Christmas as a time to touch family. And we all talked about how what a wonderful, amazing, always full of joy concept family is. And while it all has its challenges, that we need to be people who can touch family and extend the definition of family at this time. Today, I want to talk about Christmas as a time to touch heaven. To touch heaven. We will find that there are two times in all of our lives when it is good and when we are to touch God with praise. Only these two times should we be giving God praise. In good times and in bad times. Those times are the times when God deserves praise. A man went to see his doctor in an acute state of anxiety. Doctor, he said, you have to help me. I'm dying. Everything I touch, everywhere I touch, it hurts. I touch my head and it hurts. I touch my leg and it hurts. I touch my stomach, and it hurts. I touch my chest, and it hurts. You have to help me, doc. Everything hurts. The doctor gave him a thorough and complete examination and said, sir, I have good news, and I have bad news. The good news is you're not dying. The bad news is you have a broken finger. Don't you like it when someone comes to you and says, I have good news, and I have bad news. The classic story by Charles Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities, opens with the familiar phrase, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I want us to look into that story that we read in the Bible about the first Christmas and understand 
that phrase from Charles Dickens' novel could have easily been said about first century Jerusalem. Judea was the property of Rome. During this time, people scrambled just to get by. Poverty and sickness were common everywhere. Justice was not. Because justice was based on how much money you had or didn't have. And increasingly more of an issue for Israel, the prophets had been silent for over 400 years. And there was this constant question within the first century people of God, where is the Messiah? For many, it was the worst of times. But then some religious stargazers in Persia saw things differently. They saw a star, and for them immediately, it became the best of times. For Mary, I know last week we looked at Joseph. Today, I want to look at Mary. The first Christmas day was the best of times. Luke chapter 2, verse 19 says that she pondered in her heart. It was an unbelievable nine months, and a lot happened. So today I want to look at how we can touch heaven in this Christmas time through the events of that first Christmas. So turn with me to Luke chapter 1, and I'll begin reading in verse number 26. Now I'm going to read a long passage, but I know we're a Bible-believing church, so we don't mind reading a lot of the Bible, do we? Good. Because even if you said yes, I'm going to read it anyway. Luke chapter 1, I'll begin reading in verse number 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come, to, come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son. In her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her, who has been called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. I'm going to read that verse again. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Verse 39. 
Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to, the, to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, but why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, and behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things in me, and his, and his name is holy, and his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation he, shall, uh, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy and spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But that verse right in the middle of that story. For with God, nothing will be impossible. It's interesting to me that the, that the situations that God chose to use to make it clear to you and me that with God, anything is impossible is a virgin conceiving and a woman who is past the years of being able to conceive, conceiving a child. Now, ladies, don't get concerned. But there are two times, as I said, that we can respond to God with praise. We can touch God, we can touch heaven with praise in good times. Mary got amazing news. The angels told her that she was highly favored. I think some of us who have an issue with uh, thinking of ourselves in a certain way need to be able to stand before God and just hear him say, today you are highly favored. The Messiah had been long awaited, long awaited. But she didn't congratulate herself. When the angel came to her and said, you're going to bear the son of God, she didn't look at the angel and say, hmm, good choice. <laughs> she did what should be done. When God comes into your life and into mine with a miracle, she celebrated God. She gave him praise. She reaches out and touches God with praise. She sees the wonder of the events that are around her. She sees and touches God with blessings. 
If there is any time of year where God's people need to give God praise, it is at a time of year where the demonstration of his power was so great and he proved that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. She sees that God is touching a humble, no-name servant with an amazing miracle. She sees his hand touching an old woman who everyone had given up on. Anyone here ever felt given up on? That people have just said, you know what? You're done. You may have the ability to be involved in some areas and some things, but for the most part, time has passed you by. With God, nothing shall be called impossible. Mary's response was powerful. She sings with joy. She worships. And she has an unspeakable joy that was full of glory. She communicates many things about God's character, but starts with the fact that he is a saving God. She says, God, my Savior. Aren't you glad God saved you? Aren't you glad God has rescued you and redeemed you from all that was coming our way? You and I deserved... Only bad things. But God saved me. God redeemed me. And he did it freely and willingly. We didn't have to beg. We didn't have to plead. He loves you because he's God. Hallelujah. And he wants to guide your life and my life. God is a saving God. By nature, and he reaches out to his people who are in need. It was, for Mary, the best of times. And there were some challenges, too, that could make it the worst of times. When the news came to Mary about being chosen, she had to wonder how this was going to affect her life. Now, it's good to be chosen by God to do something. It's good to be selected by the almighty to do something important in his kingdom but there is always when anything god moves in your life there is a cost associated with it this was coming to a single virgin who was now going to have a child out of wedlock but as you know it's only people in our day that gossip nobody in jesus day ever gossiped And as we talked about last week, then she had to, at some point, knock on Joseph's door and say, honey, we need to talk. (laughs) Now, if you were Joseph, would you have believed her? Check your heads, no, because that's the truth. You wouldn't have. She was looking at a scarred reputation. Now, eventually, as we saw last week, Joseph had his own experience with an angel and did the right thing and takes Mary to be his wife. Now they make this long trip because of the census. They get to Bethlehem, and there's no room. She starts to have labor, and they're placed in a stable. Well, at least there's privacy in a stable. No, there isn't. And even if the only other beings that were in the stable were other animals, it wasn't very long before three shepherds show up. 
but an attitude of praise gave her strength and power to be able to go through difficult times. How many of us know that when you're in those difficult seasons, when you're facing those really bad days, and those bad days have lasted for a month, that it's when you give God praise, even in the worst of times, that God's power comes down into your life and gives you a strength you didn't even know you had. That's when we truly understand and walk in the sacrifice of praise. I will give God praise no matter what comes my way. I have bad days. People do bad things to me. People hurt me. But God is always worthy of praise and glory. No matter what anybody else does, he alone is worthy. An attitude of praise can turn a dark day into the sun shining. She had the satisfaction to knowing that her willingness to be available her willingness to be usable, her willingness to be obedient was going to lead to God bringing a miracle into her life that would bless everyone else. This has been for a long time now, a difficult time for so many around the world. We've talked at length everywhere about a global pandemic. And it just seems when things seem to be heading in a best of times direction, there's news about a worst of times direction. And it seems like we're never getting ahead of things. Now that's as a global population, but all of us have been in those situations that it seems that when you're just getting in the good stuff, something else happens. We've learned in our culture to call that Murphy's Law. But I don't know about Mr. Murphy, but I think Mr. Murphy needs to get saved because my God isn't linked to circumstances. My God performs miracles in good times and in bad times. My God shows up no matter what kind of day it is because that's what he does. There's really only one way to respond to good times. We give God praise. Has God been good to you? Has God blessed you? Has God brought blessing after blessing into your life? Then we need to give God praise. So many people I see walk the face of the earth. So many people in my own sphere of influence and God has clearly bless them and if you ask them they will say yes God has blessed me but they won't give him praise in some way shape or form they will say yes there are good things in my life but you know I've done this and I've done that and I've made these things happen no God is good to us Now, we can say, yes, we are following his principles when it comes to dealing with people. We're following his principles when it comes to money management. We're following his principles when it comes to our prayer life or our devotional life. But keeping in mind, they're his principles. He's the one that makes them work. He's the one that allows good stewardship to yield something positive. They're his principles. So when things are going good, church, we need to give God praise. 
We need to thank him because he is the giver of all good things. He is the one that brings good things into my life. And when things are going bad, when it comes to my praise life, nothing should change. Because he hasn't. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. In our culture, we worship so many different things. We worship celebrities. We, lo- we worship different ideologies. We worship different opinions. We worship different people that are even close to us that may not be celebrities. In our culture, we tend to worship even work or even play. I'm going to worship the King of Kings. I'm going to worship the Lord of Lords. I'm going to worship that baby that was born in a dirty, stinky manger. Christmas is a time to touch heaven. Christmas is a time for worship. We have good news to share. And it's good news that this world needs because you're not going to turn on the 11 o'clock news and find good news. We need to share good news. The gulf, the cavern, the massive distance between you and, uh, and me and God has been closed. We now have a way to get to God, and his name is Jesus. No matter what difficult place you're in, no matter what other people have tried to tell you is your capability, God is here to say, you and I can do all things because with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing. And that is worth our worship. Jesus is worthy of praise. Now, for some, life has been pretty sweet. It's been good. They're experiencing many blessings, and that's a good thing. But for others, life has been bittersweet. This year has been a difficult one. They've done their best to follow God, and yet trials seem to continually come. I shared with a group on, that came out for prayer on Wednesday that that morning I had gone to a friend's bedside that I have known for about 30 years, that she, mighty woman of God, who we were praying for healing. She was about to go for, chemo, uh, for, for chemotherapy on an issue with cancer. And then in the midst of preparing for the chemo, she had a stroke, and she was in the hospice section of the hospital because they really didn't think they could do much for her. And I went to pray, and I went to be with her daughter, who I've known since she was 16, and it was a difficult time. And I shared that it wasn't just going to see my friend. As I walked into the hospice wing of the hospital, and I walked down the hallway to get to my friend's room, most of the doors were open, and as I, not trying to look in, but you could see them even through your peripheral vision, everyone looked really not happy, which is going to happen in hospice. There was just this difficult sense of this was the worst of times. And I finally got to my friend's room, and I 
She wasn't very responsive verbally, although the nurses kept telling us she could hear us. And so I prayed, and I, I spoke with her, and I thanked her for her life. And then about midnight that night, she passed. So this afternoon, there'll be a memorial service for her at the church she has been a member of for about 30 years, Hicksville United Methodist Church. Now, I knew that the daughter and I have been close for many years, so she was going to want me involved in the service. I was shocked when the pastor of the church called me yesterday and said, yes, Dana wants you involved in the service. How about you preach the sermon for the night? Okay. That's not the involvement I was planning on having. I mean, it's, and I actually said, Pastor, it's in your church. Wouldn't you prefer? No, 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 you take care of it. Um, and then she had to qualify it. You're not going to go an hour, are you? <laughs> I said, Pastor, if you knew how much of a joke that really was. No, I won't go for an hour. Uh, about 10, 15 minutes is all I'm going to do. But even in this season, there are those who are experiencing the worst of times. And yet it is still a reason to give God praise. My friend who was laying unresponsive in a hospital bed on Wednesday is dancing on the streets of glory today. She is in the arms of Jesus today. That's a reason to give God praise. She doesn't need chemotherapy anymore. She doesn't have any issues with her back anymore. She doesn't have any issues at all anymore. All has been passed away. Every tear has been wiped from her entire life. And she is in joy, unspeakable at this moment. That's a reason to give God praise. I think I just found what I'm going to share today at, the, at 5 o'clock. But for many, this has been a difficult time. And as they approach this Christmas season, they're not able to push through. That's where you and I come in. Not just to be loving to them and to be a blessing to them, but the true blessing for the people and that's in, in that place is to help them touch heaven. Help them see Jesus. Because you and I, we can be a blessing to them, and then we're going to go home. And then we're going to go our separate ways. But if we can connect them with the one who will stick closer than a brother, we can connect them with the one who will never leave or forsake them. Help them touch heaven. With fingers of faith. Help them touch the face of God, just as we sang in the song before, as Mary touched the face of God in that stable. Then they too can have the best of times in the midst of the worst of times. God is good. God is good. Times may be good or bad, but God is always good. 
He is always faithful. He is always loving. He is always caring. He is always powerful. He is always on the throne, and he is always there. Always there. People may become anxious about this or that, about that report or this report, and we need to stay on top of things and be aware and be mindful and be relevant But in being relevant, I'm going to add to the relevance of whatever's going on in life, in my own life, or in our nation. I'm going to add to the relevance. Here's a relevant fact. God is alive and well. And he's not far away anymore. And he's not far away because on that first Christmas, a baby was born to take your sins and my sins and bridge a gap, and redeem a people. So let your praise be rooted in reality today. There is a grief in seeing my friend leave this world. We would have liked to have seen her live a lot longer. There is a grief in her two grandchildren who are only four and one and a half. She would have wanted to have been here much longer for them. But in the midst of all of that, there is a reason to give God praise. She lived a godly life. She knew her Savior, and she heard those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Those are words worth giving God praise for, church. Those are words worth singing hallelujah because of. Can people be fickle at times? I'm being kind. They could be downright nasty and downright awful. But Jesus is always good. Jesus is always sweet. Jesus is always there. Stand with me, please.